2: Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We listened to Mike Warnke and specifically his album, Alive, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun.
5: Okay, bitch, watch this. Hey. Okay. Hey. Right, right?
2: another word. <laughs> yep.
4: You got me straight gripping, boy Bazinga
0: (laughs) (gasps) What's that I hear? Uh Uh-oh
2: Maybe some good Christmas fun
0: Bazinga is a good uh, non-religious holiday greeting, I think, for us all And
2: a merry bazinga to all of you out there Welcome to Good Christian Fun, I'm Kevin I'm Caroline We're here to have some good Christian fun That's right Caroline, what is good Christian fun? It's
0: a podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the people who make Christian art and media. There's a lot of them. There's a whole world the of people them.
2: people that suck it down.
0: That's right. Slurp slurp. That's me. Oh. And I'm uh, so excited because today we are uh, finally getting to another comedian. We did one before. That was not a hit, but uh, we enjoy it. I,
2: I don't understand. Uh, Shonda Pierce. Yeah. One of our top five. Ep- Let's do top five episodes. <laughs> number one with a bullet. Lauren Daigle. Number.
0: No, I'd say number one.
2: Uh, 18 kids, 18 and, kids and counting yeah. number
0: two shauna pierce
2: number three lauren daigle we're
0: we've moved on though it's mm-hmm. fine but today we're going to talk about specifically christian comedy which is also another genre within the christian art world what a
2: genre i'm sure if you're listening to this you probably want saw one of those silly john christ videos going around
0: <laughs> absolutely oh
2: man yeah he's a guy yeah he's fun uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> i like a lot of his stuff though truly. christy yeah
2: uh, I think some of it, well, our friend Aaron Chewing has been in a, fr- in a few of his videos. Yes, that's right. And Aaron's very funny in those. Uh, thank you, Aaron. We love you. We miss you every day. Aaron, come back. Yeah, he's dead. Um <laughs> miss you. But uh, today we're talking about Mike Warnke. Yes. Maybe the forerunner, the forebear, the Old Testament of Christian comedy, so we could enter into this New Testament phase oh, that yeah. we're in now.
1: the heyday. One of the angry now. old
2: prophets, so we could usher in the new gospel of... Mark Lowry that's I guess. right I was looking up a few there's a Christian there's a Christian comedy Wikipedia article and it's littered with people you don't know and Victoria Jackson <laughs> from uh, SNL.
0: I don't know Victoria Jackson uh,
2: oh you will oh, okay 2019's coming <laughs> can't wait oh boy but we have a very Special guest with which we are going to do this great thing. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You may know him from his podcast, Pop Culture Happy Hour on NPR. You may also know him from his book, The Caped Crusade: Batman and the Rise of Nerd Culture. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for
5: Glenn Glenn Weldon.
2: And
4: I've been waiting so
2: long for
0: that. Oh boy! (laughs) Someone to scream your name. And your
2: microphone is so low. Let Uh. me turn you up, sir. Where are you, you can, at?
0: Uh, you can move it back, to if you want to lean back no, at all. No, I'm good. This okay, is, good. I'm,
4: I'm very comfortable. I'm very, very grateful to be here. I want
0: you to be reclined and horizontal. <laughs> <in the episode. laughs> just laying down. You
2: sound like a, a Phantom Thread lady. You want him flat on his back. That's right. Helpless, weak.
0: open, tender. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. That's
4: kind of our hope for all podcasts.
0: Uh, go ahead and yes. eat up that, those chips, though.
4: I'm also, I'm just good. You know, you know, that intro song thing? Yes, sir. Just- it's about to reach critical mass, you realize that. In it the sense of it can't get any bigger. You can't add <laughs> any more. It will not hold. Oh it. oh the opening theme song, the not the guest intro. That so. yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds like
0: a challenge,
4: Glenn. Yeah.
2: We have currently, I think, uh between thirty and forty drops on uh-huh. there. huh So Between my,
0: thirty and forty? Yeah.
2: Wow. So I think the goal is to get into the triple digits oh, and just man. see how,
1: Oh. Lord. Can you
2: imagine for like 100? our two hundredth episode? We're here to talk about good Christian fun. It's just like. <laughs> Our th-
1: it's just <laughs> nothing. Uh, it's just static.
4: It's just a wavefront. That's all it is. Oh,
2: boy. Well, Glenn, thanks so much for joining us on the show. My pleasure. Glenn is someone whose work I followed for a very long time. Oh. And we slid into each other's DMs a while. Back. Totally did. Oh, it gross. Very, well, no, it was <laughs> sweet. It was very sweet. Oh. Uh, Glenn's been a very supportive voice, and, and I try to be supportive of him with my meager platform when I can be. Uh-huh. And uh, someone who. Uh, I admire, And again, one of these people who we met uh, five minutes before recording. Uh-huh. I, I listen to you twice a
4: week, man. Oh, that's cool. I, I listen to you guys too. Huh. I've been listening. I was a big fan of uh, Gilmore Guys. And then when you made this transition... I was... Hesitant. Uh, hesitant. Please. I, I would be, too. I'm yeah. still
1: hesitant.
4: <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's just not my uh, wheelhouse, but uh, you guys no. are just a damn charming oh. that I just came across, uh, came along for the ride. I'm here. That's very... Well,
2: thank you so much, oh, thank Glenn. Thank you, That means yeah. a lot coming from you. What is um? What is your background with faith and... Christianity or religiosity? what would you grow well, up? Well, I'm not your first
4: godless sodomite that you've had on the show, right? I oh, can't many be the first. sodomites. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
4: sure, sure. guilty, not, yes, but yes. godless ones. The, um, the, the like premium. truly
0: no unchurched, like unstained. We've
2: had some godly sodomites and some godless sodomites. Uh-huh. I think we've had a little come a little kambi. Yes. Oh, okay, good.
4: Because uh, yeah, I was raised uh, United Methodist, mm-hmm. which um, is such a mainstream mainline. Protestant religion—it's straight down the middle. It's like you put on some nice slacks, mm-hmm. you go to the occasional <laughs> bake sale, and it wasn't like a huge part of uh, my life growing up. It was always the thing you did Sunday morning. It was, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't—it didn't—we didn't shape our lives around it because that, I don't think it's constructed to, to do that. It was in you know suburban Philadelphia, egregiously suburban, egregiously white. Uh, it was, you know, again slacks. It was pretty it it,
2: uh, compartmentalized,
4: rather. Yeah, in yeah. Your life.
0: slacks in the pants and slack on the theology. That's right.
4: <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey. Yeah, the follow up. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, we. I was a. I was a rule follower as a child. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, it was very important to me not to get in trouble ever. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was just. Um, I think I overheard my mom say to somebody that some a very strict moral sense. In the in the very young is a sign of intelligence, and I think that was it for me because that's I just always wanted to be the smartest boy in the room. That's all I wanted out of life. Uh, sure. So that I just sort of as went in big time on
0: I it. I think a lot of my behavior has been shaped by like aside comments my ma- my mom has made about other children right. or like other people. Yeah. Of like well. They dress like that, and I'm like, I would never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be smart and special. Yeah,
4: and you know, uh, they went to uh, church, and we went to Sunday school at the same time, and uh, you know, it was it was fine. It just didn't it didn't it didn't catch me uh, in any way. It didn't really. Grab me, and then uh, I knew from a very young age that I wanted to be a marine biologist. Oh yeah, And uh, we all go through this phase. Yeah, we well, all have
0: a horse phase or a marine biology uh, phase. Except
4: right? I have a I have a BS in marine biology. That's, oh, I nice. never it never kind of it never kind of went away. That's amazing.
0: You actually followed through. I did. That's cool. I
4: was told there would be no math in biological sciences, and I was lied to. And that
0: sucks, man. I'm it, it, sorry. It, there
4: was That really blows. There's chemical, organic, physical, organic, calculus one, calculus two, organic did chemistry. Did they like dolphin Quantity. Writing right.
0: class to make up for it?
4: I said that all. You know, people were telling me as a kid, you know, the writing thing is pretty, you're pretty, you're, you don't suck at it. And mm. I was like, well, that's not practical. I want to be, in my head, I wanted to be Jacques Cousteau. I wanted to yes. yeah. uh, uh, you know, talk to dolphins. This is, this is what I had in my head. Yeah. It's not marine biology. Uh, that, they made that very clear to us the first day of marine biology school where they said, how many of you are here because you saw a lot of Jacques Cousteau specials and you want to talk to dolphins? And we all raised our hands. And they said, Jacques Cousteau is f- dead. <laughs> close. Related is a filmmaker, not a scientist oh, and the what air a horrific
1: went shot
0: out of
4: the room, <laughs> and we all just kind of oh so of you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it was awful, so but I always had this very scientific mindset, logic uh and and I think i I was gravitating toward science and uh, I was reading about world religions, and so I don't know when the thing flipped, um where I just felt like atheism was my thing, uh but it did at some point, and it might have been the day. Because we had, you know, the youth pastor who was barefoot who played Dust in the Wind in the church. Amazing. And, uh, I don't know this song. Dust in the Wind. What's it's that? It's Kansas. It's a
2: oh. Kansas song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not up on my, uh, like, city or state named bands. No, that's... Like Chicago, Kansas.
4: Uh, Alaska. <laughs> Michigan. Maine. <San> <laughs> yeah, Michigan would be good. No, no, no. I, I, and so I, I we had the substitute guy come in, and he told the story about how, you know... Uh, NASA was trying to figure out the moonshot. Do you know where I'm going with this yet? Yes. NASA was trying to figure out the moonshot and they couldn't and that their computers just wouldn't work until one of, the, uh, one of the scientists, who was a Christian, remembered that in the Bible it says that Joshua stopped time. Stop the rotation of the earth, which he wouldn't have said, but fine. <laughs> Joshua, <laughs> sure. Stop time? Yeah. <laughs> the hell? And he asked God to stop time. He said, God stopped time for Joshua. There you go. Makes more sense. And yeah, we this. As yeah. soon as they factored that into their calculations it, with their computers, then they could, and that's when I remember being just so offended by that. Really? <laughs> because, because it struck <laughs> me like, you know, render up to Caesar, what is Caesar's? You know, like leave, the, the spirituality is is over here mm-hmm. and the science is over here. And when you try to kind of Prove because I mean you guys know this better than I. But like, isn't faith about the belief in things unseen? And as soon as you start to try to to get actual uh, empirical proof, it just feels like well, you're you're not you're not playing in the same sandbox. Yeah, you know what I mean? or it, it yeah. can
0: almost like uh, steal maybe a little bit from the sacredness of yeah. whatever you believe. I mean,
4: the whole point is to kind of get outside yourself and believe in something that that can't be proved. Right, right. It, it's Right. Like it's, it makes it
2: smaller to put it in. Uh, like, we can prove with science that, like, you know, Goodwill <laughs> hunting style, like this huge equation that there must be ordering. Ca- but sci- I think,
0: yeah, for the scientific minded, though, that... Is extremely spiritual or beautiful, you know? Be like, right. wow, and God well, pure is pure science. Sure, know? like
2: in design of that. But I'm saying, like, using that as empirical evidence of, like, well, of course, this very personal worldview <laughs> is absolutely true for everybody. See, so right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was,
0: uh, I was raised in a Christian school, and all uh-huh. of our biology classes were like very ass backwards, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. ways of proving that evolution is not real because. Giraffes' ex- brains would explode if they drink water upside down or something. See, that's and so it. It's, just it's, like that. It's, it's just you know what I'm saying, I right? I track with okay, that. Yeah. It,
4: it comes <laughs> off as really defensive in a way that it doesn't. I don't think needs to be. It just feels like, why are you fighting on this particular battleground when you have a, you're of your own other deeply spiritual background? Leave mm. leave the leave the test tubes to us, <laughs> and you leave guys you guys out. you guys do your do your thing. And then, uh, in college, when I was a scientist uh, theoretically anyway, uh, I became an evangelical atheist a oh, a, a yeah. person like it. avid atheist yeah you would on a spectrum from Marta Dawkins where you <laughs> at with that I was reading I was reading the blind watchmaker Ooh, yeah okay. I'm so glad that you know Sam Harris wasn't around or or Christopher Hitchens wasn't around because like, this was the 80s I'm old but man I, I if I saw you at a party and you had a you were wearing a crucifix I would like get beer drunk and then we we'd have an argument oh wow because mm-hmm. it was important to me to dissuade you from your from your blinkered worldview right mm-hmm. and uh, man I was such a dick <laughs> because it was, it was, it was my religion. It was my the thing that uh, that had sh- that was shaping my life. This belief. Yeah. What, why was it important to like talk to people about that? I have no idea. Because again, I think I was just a snot not nose punk probably <laughs> that factored in a lot. <laughs> the I wonder boy
2: in the room. Well, and I wonder if if it has to do with like the way a lot of us in college in those formative years use taste as a way to define ourselves, like. I'm into the kinks and I actually think the Beatles suck. And like yep. that stuff, if it's like, I'm using this as a replacement for like whatever character or integrity or like personality would be my own. So yeah. I wonder if atheism almost functioned like that. Kevin, it
4: was a- it was exactly that. Because I can remember <laughs> we would have these arguments and I would, you know, we'd, we'd argue and then go back to our like base positions. Mine was the fossil record. Theirs was the Bible. And that was it. There was nothing actually happening. There was no conversation happening. It was just shouting at each other. And at some point, and then there's phases to my atheism. So then it went to the phase of, well, whatever gives you comfort. Like that condescending asshole. So they there, like, yeah. Well, I suppose if I suppose if it works for you. Yeah, if you exactly. need
0: the crutch, please here, yeah, take mine. Here,
4: take mine. <laughs> have and fun. The, and which which I thought was enlightened, but it just turned out to be a different kind of assholeism. <laughs> oh sure. And yeah. and then uh, finally, you know, here I am with like I don't I don't care. <laughs> you know, just like well, like you you've tapped out. I uh, like f- the the thought of arguing with somebody about it is just so like why why and it's not just because it gives you comfort it's because let like, me they, uh, I get to cross out a few segments. <laughs> that <laughs> It it's you know, it's it's what works for me, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to work for you. That's and as long as other folks feel the same way, that's kinda of where
2: that's kind of where I am. Do you feel like cause I know atheism exists on a spectrum for those that basically, like more or less if they had to choose, subscribe to it. Do you have a worldview about religion as a whole in the macro? I, I've talked to atheists where it's like, I like that religion exists. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of bullshit like anything else, like any institution, but there's a lot of good. Do you believe that religion is good for people, or that in an ideal society it would not exist?
4: I don't know, man. I mean, you know, if you're if you're talking to 1989 Glenn, he'd be like, "Well, the Crusades, you know, like that would mm-hmm. sure. that would be my go-to." Uh, I don't. It's uh, I th- I think I don't think it's necessary to have like a moral. A view of the universe. I don't think you need religion per se. I mm-hmm. think I think morality is is a perfectly good philosophy is a perfectly good uh, substitute. But I mean, it's it's here. Uh, you know, the gay stuff. Uh, I, I didn't. Maybe that factored into it as well. Because you know, when I was trying to figure out who I was and what I liked, uh, I didn't go to the church. Church was just like that. It, it it felt like that didn't have the answers I was looking for. I went to science and I got all these books and I tried to attack this issue with logic. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, my parents had this book called Everything You Always Wanted to Know About Sex But Were Afraid to Ask, which was a great book in the 60s for laying it all out there, being very practical. Great movie. <laughs> also, yes, <laughs> it, it got a so, very weird adaptation.
2: It's, uh, there's a Woody Allen movie starring Gene Wilder. Really? And, uh, yeah,
4: Yes, yeah, called. a bunch of folks. A yeah, yeah. bunch of
2: folks. Parts of it were funny. I would or love I to learn about 11. sex
4: from
0: Woody Allen. I no, feel like that guy's no, got no, the answers.
2: Yeah, no, That's not. what I call the neutral viewpoint <laughs> is the Woody <laughs> Allen. That's what we call zero on the sex factor. But he was
4: already, he was very frank. But then, when, for you know, he was a dude in the '60s, so his view of homosexuality was fucked. It was—it yeah, was like, like mental in this real. stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. mental illness. It was these people are deeply unhappy and they all want to yeah. be women. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that. That was and so like that was science letting me down, right? So I just kind oh, of oh,
2: that's interesting. That like I guess popular science at the time was like I think we put we have a dichotomy now of like well, science is the progressive thing, mm. but really it's still there's only so far. Oh yeah. Well, there was so, we so much don't like know.
0: racist scientists uh-huh. going on for long t- racist science, and yeah, so it's just. Yep. There's, a, there's a definite point where science still, it's like their worldview leak in, of course. Yep. Yeah.
4: But then I was a librarian, of course, uh, and I came across this book that was about the Kinsey scale, like the, where you arrange yourself. And I was like, okay, I'm a three, boom, done. And <laughs> I could arm myself with that, right? Yeah. I, could, I could, like, that was, that was my uh, armor where it was like, I have figured this out. Now I never have to worry about this again. Yeah. And uh, it didn't turn out to work either. <laughs> That's <laughs> not how that works. You still
2: don't identify, wait, have you done Enneagram yet? Maybe you're a three on that.
4: Uh, I don't know man I don't know but uh yeah but we had these uh, uh we called them uh, our cousins but they were just friends of the family uh my mom and her, and uh their mother worked together and so we would go over to their house every Friday night and uh they'd play bridge and I would hang out with their daughters who were six years older than me. My brother's also six years older. And most of the time they would just go out and I don't know what they did to the malt shop or whatever. But because um, uh, – And their poodles, guys? Yeah, rollerblades. Yep. But they were uh, a very evangelical family and uh, they were like in it to win it, man. They were deep – And so uh, they knew that I was a comedy nerd, because I tried to turn them on to my Steve Martin albums, which they did not like because of the language, Mm. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. uh, And they (laughs) said, hey, we have this really funny record uh, that you you should try. And uh, I remember it. I hadn't heard it in, what, 40 years? Mm -hmm. But uh, man, it all came back. Because I I got it. Yeah, I got it. Because I I think the guy's pretty funny. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean it shocked me. Um, and I asked them. I remember asking them if, you have, if they had any more. And at the time, they said sure. And they tried to put on this one album where this woman sang about how she was uh, she ran a red light, and then a mean old cop stopped her, and she told her that uh, you know she was one with the Lord or whatever. And I was like, nope. No, sorry, that's not. Oh, yeah. Oh. Not Wait a minute. The same. <laughs> this <I'm> is <laughs> Wait a minute. What happens in this song? <laughs> yeah. She she gets pulled over by a cop. A uh, mean old cop. That, I remember that. that Wait, was, this that isn't the
2: Leslie Phillips stuff, is it? I have it? no idea who it is. There's uh there's a an artist. Oh, now Sam Phillips
4: used to be Leslie Phillips. Oh, uh, this was a long time ago. Okay. This was in the 70s. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I couldn't she was early '80s. Yeah. yeah, so
0: it was like comedy songs. Yeah, that yeah. that
4: kind of mustard seed comedy, like oh, <laughs> that's not really mustard it, seed Kind of, kind of doesn't quite. Wait, land. what's mustard seed? It's comedy? like when you go to the mustard seed and there's a humored section. The mustard seed is a Christian bookstore. Oh, okay. And there's a humor section. And you keep looking for something that's actually funny. <laughs> yeah. You
0: never find it. And it's like it's just a lot of jokes about like how women mm-hmm. came from Adam. Exactly.
2: <laughs> or like uh, maybe like the Christian equivalent of like. Dave Barry like jokes for the bathroom Uh (laughs) Uh like and it's like a book you keep in the little (laughs) stand next to the toilet or something exactly Yeah. Yeah. My parents,
4: though, had, like, the the picture of Jesus over their bed Mm -hmm. and the the praying hands. The hot Jesus, too, like, you know. Oh,
0: like, white,
4: long hair. White, long hair. White, hot Jesus. White, hot Jesus. (laughs) Soft,
0: focus
1: Jesus.
4: (laughs) And this was in the 70s, right? And it always struck me. I could never figure out why they had this picture of this hippie above their bed. And they hated hippies. They hated hippies. That is funny. Yeah. I mean, like, he's... Okay, he's he's got some conditioner in his hair, clearly. (laughs) But he's
0: done some grooming. Like he's done some grooming. He doesn't have a beard. Well, no, he does. Yeah. yeah, He totally did. Uh Totally
4: did. But he, like when mom would see like a dude like that on the streets of Westchester, Pennsylvania, just walking around campus or whatever, she would, you know, lean over and lean over and lock the door with her elbow uh, (laughs) because uh, she's just terrified of hippies. But yet, and yet they allowed a hippie into their bedroom. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I get, and I guess
2: at this time, aesthetically, This was like a very uh, small portion of time where culturally uh, the popular conception and view of Jesus and the popular conception and view of like what counterculture was and like hippie dumb and all that stuff was. Aesthetically similar, it wasn't the same. It's <laughs> like funny. long-haired weirdos talking about love, man. Yeah. Like, yep. like wandering it, the, through a yeah. crowd
0: of people. <laughs> yeah, not
2: the case now. It feels very uh, yeah, seg- yeah. I wonder if you could pinpoint
0: now. a rift of like people that hated hippies, like became this kind of Christianity, and then people who like, were very scared of hippies, like probably Tim LaHaye and all those guys. <laughs> yep. And then people, scared, and then but then there were like the Jesus freaks also, who probably like Mike Warnke and his crowd, who were like Jesus. Yeah, I can get, I can get with that guy. Yeah, like, let's rap cool. about Jesus. He's got long yeah. hair and yeah, whatever. Jesus um, and that's stuff. where you get like Calvary Chapel, I guess.
2: Did you have any other exposure to like... Any Christian pop culture at all, even like any of the movies
4: or the music or anything? Not like a bit. That. Nope. Nope. Yeah. This is why listening to this podcast is a revelation because I have never heard. Yeah, I Isn't guess it's it like insane
0: an, how much there is. Yeah. And how popular?
4: It's an
2: anthropological dive,
4: and yeah. I'm fascinated whenever I hear you guys talking about the Christian music because I mean, you know, you guys, you'll be there saying, "Yeah, this is kind of this grooves like this is a bop," and I will, <laughs> I will be hearing the wh- whitest,
1: <laughs> like.
4: You know, do you know? You ever listen, listen to like... That's fair. Okay. Do you ever listen to like Ray Charles and like Georgia On My Mind and you can hear these background singers? He is just this thing of pure soul mm-hmm. and in the background you can just hear the turtlenecks Go you know again. you can just, you can just it's mind. just you could and, and the and the shellacked hair <laughs> yes. you can just hear it through the speakers and that's and kind of what swing. a lot of the Christian music I've, that I've heard <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, through this show it kind of kind of hits me I think that's fair space. I
0: think sometimes we're so desperate for a bop that we find it even yeah. in the slacks
2: yeah <laughs> um,
1: but, uh, but, but you're saying you the didn't I'd connect with the,
2: with the dulcet tones of Point of Grace no while listening to this <laughs>
1: nope. I
2: wonder you don't have the right to, to remain silent. Si- See, this, this, is, it's what an this is what I'm talking fun. about. Right here, That's right here. funky. <laughs> it's funky rock and Glenn's wrong. <laughs> yeah, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: wonder uh, I wonder what our listeners experience too, who share your perspective, because there's more of them than I would have ever anticipated. Mm-hmm. But, but who uh, who also feel the same or have surprised themselves and actually found, you know what? DC talk is the greatest
0: <laughs>
4: band of all time. Yeah. You guys do rock.
2: I'd be, I'd be curious. Yeah, throw out a
4: poll. I, I think you'd be, you, you wouldn't be surprised.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I am curious, though, like, uh, in your work, writing about comic books, it feels like so much of that, especially now with the monolithic dominance of Marvel stuff, it feels like that almost has become a new theology for a lot of people, right? Like, a lot of the Captain America, uh, certainly Superman, there's, like, Total parallels to it, but but what what's been your experience like investigating that stuff and like the religiosity, the fervor with which people are fans of that stuff?
4: Well, whenever there's a whole uh, sort of wing of people who talk about comics, who say there are modern mythology, and I, you know, I mean, uh, simmer down. <laughs> I mean, okay, sure, uh, they are a uh, collective. F- Maybe I would say folk tales, but mythology—I don't know. Um, where, where do you find the distinction? Uh, like th- th- mythology is about like how how stuff in the world works. Mm-hmm. It's 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 about gods and goddesses, and you know, like we're trying to explain what thunder is. Mm-hmm. And folk tales are just stories um, with you know some powerful people like Paul Bunyan or whatever. Paul, Paul Bunyan. Thor, you know, that's, that's kind of where it, it, gotcha. it kind of comes.
0: Interesting. The it's thing like that, a moral tale versus like, exactly. this is how the world works for
4: Yeah, because I mean, those stories are r- originally, they were written for very young children and they're kind of morality tales. They're mm-hmm. little, little, little everyman uh, stories about uh, pure evil and pure good. And, uh, you know, as, as the genre has matured, people are trying to make that a little bit more nuanced and, and they're succeeding and some, some of them are really failing, but, um, one thing that never struck me, that never made any sense to me, is that in the both the DC and the Marvel Universes, uh, these dudes who get powers through spider bites or can just beat, it, beat up people because they're rich, whatever. Uh, rub <laughs> shoulders. Two genders. Rub, rub <laughs> shoulders. Spider bites and <laughs> rich bullies. <laughs> rich <Sprite laughs> bullies and spider bites. Uh, my two passions. Um, they rub shoulders with actual gods. Like, you know, in, in the DC universe, there's a, a, a creature, uh, there's a hero called the Spectre who is basically the, the spirit of wrath who uh, fights crime. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Why not? And then, you know, there's Thor and there's Hercules all over the Marvel universe, like it, it, it. And and many of them don't have like a like. Batman is theor- theoretically an atheist, and how can he be in that universe when there are gods? He's just an atheist. You no, know, it's a we're yes, theoretically.
2: In in the canon, Batman was like staunchly there. According no to God.
4: one writer, and there's also like a a really extremely powerful and active hell in the DC universe and in the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. and yet and yet they're related you know the, yeah. The, the, yeah. these 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 uh, moral tales but uh you know this just the, the dudes are hotter I think you know that's so
0: that's such a good point of how often like these superheroes who are just humans are rubbing shoulders with like gods and aliens and yet remain like <laughs> anti-spiritual in yep. some way you yep. know or like that's not even discussed it's right. not a problem
2: right, right. Yeah. Like, like is there
0: a god that black
2: <laughs> widow doesn't have like yeah <laughs> like a, a crisis of faith when she meets Thor or something like what the hell <laughs> yeah. where are you yeah yep. they're all like yeah it's very strange uh-huh. yeah. or
0: I guess they're just aliens to them I do sure. like, but yeah
2: yeah well, and then finally, you know, this is our first episode of the Christmas season. It's our first episode Aww. coming on December, so it's kind of good Christmas fun.
0: You mean Bazinga season? And bazinga
2: Thank season. You. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. That's
1: offensive.
2: And bazinga season. Um, and what better topic than Mike Warnke to talk about Christmas and Bazinga season? But uh, but did you have any Christmas traditions growing up? Any any holiday traditions in your family?
4: Oh, like, sure. We lit the Advent candles. Uh, you guys know about that, right? Yeah, sure. The Advent? Advent candles? Yeah, yeah. You know, the four Sundays of Advent, you light a candle. Basically, it's you're kind of. Oh, kinda, I don't, oh, I don't think
0: we had enough like liturgy in my most Protestant you're church.
4: Drafting that. on Wait, a yes. Hanukkah. A no, little we bit, did. I remember candles. this now
0: because yeah, I remember there being. I went to like a Dutch Reformed church, oh, I sure, think, okay. but that was not. It was loose, and <laughs> but they did have at the altar like <laughs> like four big pillar candles that I'm sure they got at TJ Maxx or something. Yep. But the Christmas week nice. one was red. And yeah, yeah that was yeah. like.
4: coming. (laughs) That's the other thing. Just remember that in the Methodist Church, the United Methodist Church, we do have communion, but it Mm -hmm. was uh, Welch's grape juice and cubes of Wonder Bread. Uh, couldn't have wonder
0: bread were teetotal. yeah Yeah.
4: how how fitting (laughs) (laughs) absolutely no nutrients
2: (laughs) there's a lot of gluten free communion in LA now is that true yeah Yeah. yeah. I've had
0: I've had so many varieties of bread over time like a cracker Mm -hmm. system I've had like a pita thing that was almost sweet and like honey and I was like ooh this is sinful is
2: is cracker system another term for the white (laughs) supremacist (laughs) patriarchy (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: (laughs) absolutely correct the cracker (laughs) system of oppression
2: we checked out one church uh, we've actually been a few times where the bread is really tasty oh, yes yeah? that's
0: what we're talking about that tastes like honey <laughs> yes. and it's like well like someone hand baked it Oh, am like,
2: sign me up for this communion
4: <laughs> know,
0: this communion is way too it's
4: indulgent. very good okay so um, you said so the advent but stuff but i don't think right? you've
0: yeah. ever the actual bread that's <laughs> yeah.
4: Funny. yeah but in terms of like uh religious stuff i mean you know i think they probably they might be my parents might have gone to midnight mass on Christmas I, as soon as I could oh. beg off I did mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and what would happen was when we would go to church uh, they'd go into the church and I'd wait for them to go into the church and then I'd kind of walk towards Sunday school and turn around and go back to the car where I could read the uh, Sunday Sunday paper and memorize <laughs> the television grid and read the funnies no uh, way memorize the television grid the I did this too oh my gosh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. hey are you up on Nancy this new Nancy no, loving, loving the new Nancy so good right, so, right? So, uh, so you're on good. it now too yes
0: I started reading the other day it was fantastic I
2: started sending Caroline some of my favorite Nancy <laughs> and then days later she would send them back to me as if she'd discovered <laughs> Because
0: I truly blotted it out I, in my brain like i did not remember you even you reacted
2: sent- to it you gave it a ha
0: ha i gave yeah. it a ha ha that was the highest, highest praise <laughs> oh boy um yeah that's funny so, well when you're when you kind of like veered into hard atheism was that a difficult discussion with your parents at all or were they like, like no, that's fine
4: didn't talk about it well yeah. Oh, yeah it was always my mom's thing than dad dad was spiritual yes that's what my mom would say yes. um uh, and he very rarely went to church, but uh, yeah, I did get caught once sitting in the car. She saw me go back to the car and that was a, that was a conversation <gasps> that, that we like had. It was like a bad day. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I, you know, when we talk about it now, uh, she's, she's like, you don't believe in anything. And I was like, well, I believe in, you know, people. Yeah, <laughs> I, believe yeah. In, I believe in.
2: Do you feel like that's
4: the humanity? Like, that's Honest your worldview—is like, pe- like the goodness of people. Uh
2: huh. That sounds reductive the way I put it. Oh, the goodness <laughs> of people. people. If that gives <laughs> you comfort, yeah, does that help you <laughs> sleep yeah. at night? Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's always a difficult conversation because I mean, you know, I, but but I always suspected because like she was raised Baptist and she ran the hell away from that mm. to get to go to Methodism. So mm. I, I just I just figure I'm just kind of <laughs> further along the <laughs> spectrums. <laughs> yeah, you're carrying the torch for her. Right. Exactly. You're just
2: continuing the path that yeah, she she continues. first tried. Yeah. Uh, favorite Christmas album of all time? Uh, uh,
4: well, uh, Sia's Christmas album is really good. Sia's Christmas album is really, really, really good. Yeah,
0: that's right. I forgot about that. It's all originals, yeah, too, yeah. right?
4: And there's three new songs that just I came appreciate. out, she just released, including Round and Round, which is, is a Perry Como song, but mm. the other two are ah. originals. And it's so good. It's I'm so, so glad we
0: live in the age of Sia. She's, I know. She's a good influence.
4: <laughs> she does. She, she brings a light to the world.
0: <laughs> that's right.
2: Unfortunately, all I, like my first memory of her is when she was the musical guest when our current president hosted. Yeah. And he yeah. said, thanks to Sia. <laughs> uh, what what the <laughs>
4: hell? Where is this? This place? sucks. So, well, have you guys already talked about yours? Favorite Christmas Our album?
2: Favorite? Oh, uh, I think we said it maybe last year. I go back and forth. Yeah. Be- and mine's kind of a basic bitch answer, but I go back and forth between Charlie Brown uh, Christmas Vince Giardy trio sure. and Sufjan Stevens' first album, The Five. The collection of five EPs, songs for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right. I think those are uh, that mm-hmm. one's a modern club. But yeah, I go back and forth between those. Mm-hmm.
0: Two. Yeah, I think the Vince Graldi, That's one we've always listened to. Yep, my family. We had that too. It's a good one.
2: I don't know if it like uh, even the Amy Grant stuff that we've listened. To, I'm I'm looking for a new. You need a new classic. Th-
0: new something in your life. I do because I just a little present.
2: It's the same too every year. I don't know how to branch out, and it feels overwhelming because there's something weirdly cynical about when someone makes a Christmas album I'm like, oh, I don't know, I'll put out a Christmas album, but then people can do it really well, like see it. So yeah, I guess oh, that's all original stuff. you know what?
0: I like stuff. the, um, have you listened to the She and Him Christmas album? Uh-huh. That one's nice. Uh-huh. Zooey Deschanel band. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's good.
2: I feel, huh. I did like that for a while. I feel like I exited that phase in my life. Huh. I, mean, I feel like I graduated from, you know, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. i thought like a child.
0: And you smashed your ukulele, which I know you have. <laughs> I have two. <laughs>
4: I'm just kidding. I have three. One's a baritone. (laughs) Did you talk about Christmas specials yet? You're going to be doing that.
0: No,
2: not really.
4: Well, I don't know
2: of any, like, explicitly
4: Christian Christmas specials. I bet we could dig some up. I mean, Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey... Uh, any, any any recollections? <laughs> uh, that is misery porn. That is about a oh, very...
0: Is that a donkey in the uh, manger yeah, stable? Yeah,
4: he's, he's very, very long. It's a Rankin-Bass special. Uh, it is wildly racist. And uh, oh. It oh, is, it's, it's about this donkey with very, very long ears who turns out to be the donkey that uh, transported uh, Jesus from... You guys, you guys, jump uh, in. Yeah. You, you guys can jump in here Nazareth? <laughs> from Nazareth to <laughs> maybe, Bethlehem. Yeah.
2: yeah, maybe we're not the best uh, <laughs> experts on the geography of Jesus's journey. Yeah, yeah. There was an episode we put out last week. I cut it out, but there was a good ten or fifteen minutes where we were speaking with our guest, unsure of the geography of Is Bethlehem in Africa?
4: <laughs> oh boy, okay.
0: <laughs> Which I was pretty sure it wasn't, but
2: when it was anyway. Jesus, and they were they were going to Egypt. Which is in Africa.
0: Yeah. Oh, was okay. But ultimate... Bethlehem is not in Africa. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> that was going to really right. make me feel so stupid. <laughs> Okay, but the long-eared donkey, yeah. uh, that is really similar to The Star, which came out last year. Oh, really? Which is about the donkey that transports oh. Mary and Joseph. So yeah, it sounds that's like they, right. just, ripped yeah, they just ripped it. Yeah, probably
4: just ripped it. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is a
0: scandal. This, is, this should have been rocking the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. and it didn't.
2: Kelly Clarkson should be pissed. Yeah. She was in that movie for some reason.
4: Oprah yeah. was in that movie that's for right. some reason. And the Little Drummer Boy special, the Rankin Bass special, is its spiritual sister because it's just about, like, abuse, child abuse. And then, you know, a little bit of oh. uplift at the very end oh, boy. <laughs> because he's so playing real. the drum for a pregnant woman, for a, for a woman who's just given birth.
2: The little drummer boy falls apart upon inspection, yeah. upon cursory uh, inspection.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? What's wrong with it? Well,
2: it's this kid showing up late and then he's like, I don't have any gift. I don't have any money. I'm super poor. And like, imagine if I said that to you, I showed up to your birthday. I'm like, I don't have a gift for you. I have money. I'm very poor, Caroline. And then (laughs) you were like, okay, that's fine. But I said, but I could do a podcast for you. (laughs) Because it's like, it's what he does. He's a little drummer boy. And so it'd be like me being like, hey, welcome to (laughs) Kuka. And it's like, you're just standing at your party like, I don't want this.
0: Kevin, nothing would make me happy. Give me the gift of a live podcast. My
4: gosh! Uh, imagine you have just given birth, yeah, and you're lying there. Yeah,
0: just giving birth, and someone's like on a and
4: <laughs> <laughs> I give you the gift of percussion. Like that's not a thing. That's not. Nobody wants that. The lamb and Please ox kept time, <laughs>
2: which to me is the headline that the lamb and ox are sentient beings that are <laughs> yeah, like that are, musical genes. Yeah, are on the
4: two and four. They're probably clapping on the
2: one and three. Yeah, oh, that's fair. Three, that's fair. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, sure, Glenn. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll be right back with more good. Christian fun.
3: HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames dot com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
2: Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Let's dive in to the biggest bazinga season comedian of all time, Mike Warnke. Mike Warren Key. Ah. Never knew him growing up. Never listened to him. No. Didn't even kind of know about Before him. For your time.
0: Yeah, I very first heard about him because uh, one of our listeners emailed us, kind of drawing our attention. Like, you should do this guy. He is a crazy story and yeah. they were not wrong.
2: And that was him. He was here to him he wrote a, I'm available wrote, <laughs> for interviews. I hear he's available at
3: 313.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I know. Uh, uh, here, here's what I do want to highlight in talking about this because we talked to Glenn. We always let the guests more or less dictate this subject because it always works better if there's some personal connection if not we just assign something to them glenn said oh this mike Warnke album alive alive with an exclamation point so i was like okay great we'll get alive it's not available digitally, yeah. which makes sense, the you know, because of the label as we'll find out in his story, disowned him, stopped selling all his stuff. So there's no like digital contract to put on streaming service like Spotify or iTunes or Apple Music. Mm-hmm. But then it also wasn't on YouTube because usually you can find some of, a lot of the good stuff that uh-huh. you can't find in the streaming. It's all going to be on YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Wasn't on that. So I was like, "Okay, well, I'll buy it on cassette and figure out how to transfer it over." I did that cassette got there it was the wrong tape inside the cassette oh my box and so the seller was like i'm sorry i don't know how that happened i was like it's fine but then i had to get a vinyl so i bought the vinyl from again sacramento four days ago and i had to priority ship
0: it Oh my so goodness. Here like 50 dollars
2: t- uh, uh, no, no, no no it was not that because it was very cheap yeah was the tape also a Mike Warnke album? It was. Oh. oh, it's
0: just a different. Mike It was Warkey?
2: a set of two. Ah. it was like what? And I did digitize those for future episodes. Oh, we okay. should. I mean, yes.
0: we'll see. I don't but know. Maybe, maybe this, maybe this it, runs dry.
2: They were the they were the albums he did after. One thing I was uh, and not to be like a you know vinyl guy up my own nose. The vinyl did sound so much better than the cassettes. The oh, yeah. cassettes degraded so much. Oh, that's too bad. And, the vinyl, and the, we'll listen to clips, but there's clicks and hisses and pops on it. But overall, the fidelity is so much better than right. cassette, which is kind of weird to think of. You like, got
0: it right the first time. With
2: vinyl? Yeah. So, yeah. So that was the journey in getting here. But aren't you glad we took it? We upload it to the Google Man,
0: Drive, Kevin, send to it
2: go. to you guys. <laughs> that was amazing. Wasn't that a fun? You know, but it did. Like now I know how to do that. So now if there's like weird vi- l- listeners, if there's weird vinyl or tapes that you don't know what to do with, send them to Kevin. He's starting a me. side business. I'll pay for the. No, I'm not starting a side. This yeah, is the, Kevin. Can make a
0: job. Digitize,
2: <laughs> like Christian like bootlegs that nobody's it asking be any for. Bootleg,
0: oh doesn't gosh. have to be Christian.
4: Okay, so. So you don't know anything about his story. I don't. I don't. I just know. We, we we bought that album, and that was the only thing we... Uh, and, and you can't really get a good look at him on the album, because he's kind of weirdly lit. He's on stage. Okay. So, in but he's in the shadows. He's in the shadows, but you can kind of see, oh, hippie outlook. Like, a hippie sort of, like, shape. Mm-hmm. Beardy yes. guy. Beardy guy in 1975. Lots of, hair. Lots of hair.
0: Some Some hoops in the ears.
4: Oh, I didn't see that. Spectacles. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's all I know about the guy.
2: Yeah, I, I would describe it as like 70s walrus chic. Oh, uh, sure. Is that? <laughs> sure. Is that bad? I mean, the mustache. That's what I'm saying. This mm-hmm. is the mustache. Oh, okay, okay. But okay, so his story is, I don't even know how to do the, I know, I guess there's like a big headline story of it. He started doing ministry stuff. A big part of that was talking about his history with the occult as a satanic high priest yeah. as a heroin addict as all this stuff blah blah blah
0: blah. A drug pusher a drug pusher uh, had 1500 people under his care as a satanic priest yeah
4: to keep throwing in these little little, little bits, details little details yep Chop, chopped off fingers at one point. You're like, oh, oh.
0: Yeah, well, I chopped back off to fingers. That. And he's. I think he at one point said he ate fingers or ah, things like that. Like, yeah. in Oh, some no, that other was book. him
4: saying, I, I asked the guy, have
2: you ever eaten fingers? Because I'm going to punch you in the face. And it, uh, but yeah, the first casual. Yeah, but I think he
0: does mention cannibalism in like, some <laughs> other book. Like This story just grew and grew and
2: grew. He very casually drops the Satanism. This is the first time he mentions it on the album.
5: So my religious experience is a little fouled up, you know? And uh, it's probably one of the reasons I got into Satanism and the occult. But I think that's one of the, also the one of the reasons I never made a, a preacher. You know, I got <laughs> of like,
2: like this, uh, yeah, that's kind of why oh, I kill all those people. Yeah, don't, oh, don't mind so, me. <laughs> I'm stressed out. My camera's oh, busy. You yeah. guys wanted
0: to know about killing all those people. Like, I guess I'll tell you. <laughs> we'll circle back. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: so before this, he puts out a book called the The Satan Seller. It's a best selling book that describes all this stuff in detail. All these stories of yeah. like, here's what we did. Here's what we sacrificed. All the gory details. And can, then- I,
0: can I fill in some yes. of the detail there? Because, so he, uh, his parents died by the time I think he was 13. And so he lived with aunts and then he lived with grandparents in San Bernardino, California. And then, he went to college and and this like one year period apparently in college is when he became like a hot Satanist and was like really into it and then he joined the navy to get away from Christians he was meeting at college apparently like Campus Crusade people and hey, then that yeah mater, <laughs> way to go me. yeah and then he was saved in the navy and um, after that he was actually ordained as a deacon in the Syrio. Chaldean church known as the Assyrian Church of the East. Okay. A Nestorian church, which I tried to like read up on what that meant. It's like a very nitpicky thing about Jesus's like divinity that I couldn't.
2: Wrap mm-hmm. my hand around. But anyway, man, you did not just stick to the Wikipedia highlights. I went, you... I,
0: guys, if you get down this wormhole, it is so fascinating because there's just so much online about him, too. And huh. so
2: Caroline's apartment is filled with <laughs> jars of pee <laughs> yeah. and uh-huh. red twine red on the yard wall everywhere. with key and <laughs> Satan. Yeah.
0: And, so, and so then um, after that, he kind of became this like traveling speaker sort of preacher guy. And then he would do these like speaking engagements. And I think that's how this was recorded. I don't think. This was recorded as a comedy show? Like huh. I think it was recorded as like
2: They said it was recorded, yeah, incidentally. Yeah, incidentally,
0: yeah. like as part of this big ministry night or something Little like that. Little
2: did they know. Yeah.
0: And so <laughs> then that's because he wasn't setting out to be a comedian or an entertainer. I think he was setting out just to be like a speaker or preacher.
2: There's a few interviews on YouTube where he says, like, yeah, I was just doing that. And I would, uh, you know, sprinkle some jokes in, but then people like the jokes more.
4: And yeah. then, so yeah. I focus on that,
2: blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And,
4: and he discovered his inner Michael Winslow at one point, because there's a lot of. Oh, dude. Yeah. The clip
5: <laughs> I put down is called Michael Winslow Audition. That's so funny <laughs> I hear this noise down at the other end of the bush, and it went like this sort of. It went. <clears throat>
2: This goes on for two and a half more minutes. Yeah,
1: settle in. It's
0: so long. All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, so then he kind of grew as this, like, comedian, and he would talk about his Satanism story, and then he put out this book, The Satan Seller, in 19... 19- Something, but uh, it, it became a huge like bestseller, and all these Christians were suddenly like, Oh my gosh, Satanism is a problem. And then you kind of find out beforehand, like, he had partnered with this other guy who was like an expert on the occult, quote Satan. unquote. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it was another minister guy mm. who would like go around in, I think he called it like the Satan Mobile that had it was like filled with paraphernalia from the occult to like show people, like, this yeah. is what's going on. And that so, name
4: makes a promise that the, the car cannot live up to, <laughs>
0: Satan Mobile. And all so then, aboard. Yeah, And so then Warnke maybe will get to this kind of cribbed some of that knowledge about the occult from this guy and then was going to write this book about it. And this book got really big and like Billy Graham is reading it and all these people and to the point where like police officers are using Mike Warnke as like an expert witness to help them Why? figure out how to fight oh, Satanist man. Wait, Rick The
2: cops used him yes! as a witness. Yes. And oh, so no. and then
0: and then this was all sort of tied in around the time of like the satanic panic where everyone yeah. thought like virgins were being sacrificed all the time. Honestly, in no small part because of Mike Warnke's crazy stories he would tell, which was that they were like doing ritual rape and like uh-huh. sacrifice and all this kind of crazy stuff.
4: So Mike Warnke is the reason my parents took away my Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. So this, Mm.
0: yeah. So Mm. everyone was all worried about that, and of course we now know like there was really nothing going on, and also Satanists do not do ritual sacrifice. They're like basically humanists. The
2: way the numbers change are hilarious after the like uh, ultimate expose because at one point like when he's doing these speaking engagements and stuff, he says like, "Yeah, there was fifteen hundred people in our occult," Uh and then it changes to. There was fifteen hundred people that knew about our our <laughs> coven, and then there was only fifteen in it. Eight of them died. Five of them, I don't know where they are. Oh my gosh! Uh-huh. There is uh, whatever the case may be. There's uh-huh.
0: one insane detail from his book. That he had gotten, be- he was like such a high priest in the Satanist world that they gave him his apartment. And he arrived in the apartment. There were two hot blonde naked women oh, yeah, on the sex rug slaves, essentially. who said, "Like we come with the apartment and we're his sex slaves." Like he, this is a story he told uh-huh. all the time. And he was like talk about how they just like did it all the time and they would do his bidding. And but he was so strung out on heroin, he didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm.
1: What? Mm-hmm. And
0: then the
2: ugh, which. All of it being basically fabricated, if like not entirely fabricated, all of the details and the storytelling and the narrative and stuff, it ends up saying more about just this guy's mindset. Exactly. Too, that he was <laughs> one of the funniest parts is like, he was lying about doing drugs. It wasn't uh, like I didn't do drugs and he did do them. It's like I did a lot of drugs. It's like no, you were a loser. <laughs> you yeah, didn't do drugs.
0: yeah. So in '92, Cornerstone Magazine uh, came out with this huge article that exposed him, and
2: it's like a little spotlight team. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It
0: was just these two guys, and they they went and interviewed like all the people that knew him at this time, and they did over fifty interviews or something like that, hmm. just to like because they had heard rumors. I think that Mike Warnke like maybe wasn't telling the truth and. Like, little did they know and so they they talked to all these people including like his girlfriend who was dating him at, at the time that this period happened and she was like no, he was like basically a, like a Catholic kid, and we would go get ice cream every day. And she's like, "If he was straight <laughs> on heroin, like I would have known." And he had short hair, and he's like, "Didn't have long black nails." He would
2: describe it as like, "Yeah, I had white long hair down to my butt, and fingernails are five inches long." Wet yeah, and, yeah. And, and there's pictures of him just like looking like <laughs> just like a yeah. total dingus.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they they did this whole interview, and then on top of all that stuff about like the Satanism being a lie, they also discovered that like he had cheated on his wife's. Like, like a few times and then cheated on the woman that he left his wife for.
2: And there was domestic abuse allegations, And there was domestic too.
0: abuse. And then there was, of course, like, Embezzlement, and he was like getting people to donate money to like this fictional kid named Freddie, who had been <laughs> overtaken by Satanism. And he would appeal to them, be like, "Wouldn't you be so sad if your kid ended up like Freddie?"
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd like yeah. to imagine him on the phone, like, "Oh, I'll go get Freddie."
1: <laughs> 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 oh, <hey, I'm> <laughs> and so, oh,
0: and then he would get this huge influx of donations, and and the like administrator at the time would be like, "Yeah, I would knew any every time he told the Freddie story, because we'd get envelopes being like for Freddie." Uh filled with money. And so then they were just like living high on the hog off of all this money they were making from going around telling the Satanim story, but it wasn't enough. And then they were asking their accountant to write them blank checks that they could just use at any given point. So all of this came to light all at once in In Cornerstone, what's
4: Cornerstone Magazine?
0: Uh, It's not, it's like defunct at this point, but I think it was just kind of like a Christian magazine at the time.
2: Okay, It might have been like uh, akin to... uh, it sounded like, and I, I truly don't know, so forgive me, but it, it sounded like a little like a little bit Christianity today where they talk about just like religion and news mm-hmm. events and mm-hmm. there's like Christian op-eds and stuff. And then there's like CCM magazine, which is a lot more concerned with just like entertainment. Yeah. It felt like a like a kind of a medium between the two. Exactly. But then
0: a little bit of like relevant. Yeah. yeah. And the the funny thing about Back that, because was... it is this Christian um publication, is at the end of the article. The writers go into this long thing of like, now some of you may say we're being unchristian by not confronting him first before we publish this, but he's a public figure, and Matthew 18 says this and this. There you go. And also like (laughs) we believe, and they (laughs) They just go in.
2: Yeah, they did try to do it, but he would not speak to them. Yeah, and so
0: they were like, you know, we believe that he should, you know, end his ministry, stop saying this stuff, he should return the money, he should do this and that, and basically like (laughs) used Christian morality to like justify this, you know, gossip article they wrote. But that was true was necessary, I think.
2: Yeah, and unlike, uh, you know, unlike uh, Louis C.K., he kind of tanked after that. Yeah. Like, but his career is... He's still going. He's still going, but He still but has it's, a
0: website, and they still ask for donations. And, yeah. And there's a whole PDF they put on there of, like answering for the, the like, scandal of 92 or whatever. Right. And he still denies it, by the way. He He's, says, I was right. part of a Satanist cult. I did cheat on my wife. I'm sorry. Uh, we are having some people look at our finances, but I was part of a state. Like, he won't let that go.
2: Okay. And there was even a follow-up book that said that, too. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. It oh, was yeah. Like, so there might have been exaggeration. It's called Friendly Fire, and mm-hmm. it was like,
0: what to do if the church disappoints you or something like so that. So it's Yeah.
2: It's this really interesting case study, and, like, why was that so appealing? Why was it... Why did it speak to your mom so much where it's like, hell yeah, let's throw away the Dungeons and Dragons. What about it tapped into people? Because in retrospect, it seems less like... uh, It just seems like a snake oil salesman kind of like just getting into a market rather than like, oh, you know, there were some good things about this guy and he kind of stumbled and fell from grace. He had a good thing going. He screwed it up. It almost seems like he's a Coen Brothers protagonist Mm -hmm. and like just kind of a... I mean, who knows? He, he but, reminded
0: me, like straight up, of Elron Hubbard, of this guy who was like had a charismatic thing, and everyone kind of knew he was a liar, but like his lies were so interesting that they right. just sort of let him go anyway. Yeah, and then somehow he like formed a.
4: I mean, maybe following. it's because. Uh, in modern life, there isn't ultimate evil. You, I mean, Nazis. Let, okay, Nazis. That's a one. <laughs> sure, is a gauntlet. Nazis. Satanists.
1: let wow,
0: but what's up with the Nazis, man? And uh, Caroline. Uh, no, 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 what? no, no.
4: <laughs> 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 but I mean, this this brings you back. When you are, somebody says there's Satanists around the corner, then all of a sudden your life is in stark contrast. Now there's us as mm. as humanity, yeah. and there's the Satanists, and and we don't have to feel any. Compassion because they're sacrificing people, right? It's it's right. a it's about they're it's, monsters. it's turning people into superheroes and supervillains. It's mm-hmm. basically just kind of having this very stark contrast. Um yeah. that it's and it's fear mongering, sure. Sure it's not, and I'm not saying it's not, but it it's it's a very effective fear mongering because you, you you have you create a fantasy villain.
2: Yeah, I Absolutely. think that's a big part of that is that it does reinforce like um, dichotomies of moral superiority yeah. that are probably false because it's like, well, yeah, I, I did this awful thing and I did this and I did a shitty thing at work but I didn't freaking have sex slaves. like yes. So it makes you feel like it's, yeah.
0: Well, it. Yeah. Almost... And for Christians, it's that very appealing salvation story of like things were so drastic. Yeah, of Only God could have turned this man into what he is now.
4: Right, because that's rock bottom, right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> sacrificing <laughs> yeah. children, I suppose, well, it's and rock also, it,
0: it. And they point this out in the article too. It was like, if they were actually doing like ritual rape all the time, by the time he got out of this, like why wasn't he reporting them to the police yeah. and like yeah. ending this? Yeah. I, I
4: don't know. Yeah, there's just some very dark on stuff past here. Past that, yeah. But yeah, but the thing is though, that, I mean like the guy's act is pretty. I'm going to give it a B. It's Well, let's, talk about, let's yeah. talk about the act. Let's talk about
2: the act because uh, So
4: Know all that. And
2: then you can that, listen to him and, and, that and it's being said, pretty
0: amazing how believable he is.
2: And yeah, there's stuff here that's not without merit. Even from the beginning, this album runs like a little bit uh, south of 50 minutes. Okay. Let's just listen to some of the first part which is about Cookie Cutter Christianity.
5: He said, you know, Mike, I called you. I didn't call your imitation to Billy Graham. I didn't call your imitation to Dave Wilkerson. I didn't call your imitation to Nikki Cruz. I called you.
4: I don't know last and I don't if know you want to be
5: cool. the kind of Christian I want you to be, then you're going to be you and you're going to be you for me. You're going to bloom where you're planted, Mike. You're going to do what you can do for me. And I love the Lord so much for that." And I get so tired of people that get out their big cookie cutter and get out the dough of what Christians are and go... As goes. a Christian, and if you don't fit
1: into that <laughs> Hilarious. Bowl, why, they
2: roll set. the dough. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps doing <laughs> success. <laughs> <laughs> and then a gun fires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's talking about this like kind of interesting idea of like faith expression doesn't work just one way.
5: You have to take a cookie cutter to the dough and cut the Christian out of it, that means you leave a lot left over. Because, you know, when you make a cookie, you leave a lot left over after you cut the cookie out, right? Cookie math. Well, what I want to know is, if God didn't want all that dough in the Christian, how come he made it all in the first place?
0: Believe me, I've got extra dough. And if you (laughs) have to use your
5: cookie cutter to cut out what a Christian looks like, that means you think God doesn't know when's enough. And I'm not the one to say that. Amen?
2: Amen. Amen. What I find interesting about that is, one, like, there's there's a lot of, like... And I know he's not a theologian. He's very... simplistic and a lot of the hermeneutics of like yeah it's all literal like yeah jonah happened i'm Mm -hmm. an evil rule people
0: and he's doing this very like gravy and grits impression of just like i'm a hometown Uh preacher or something you know you might be a christian yeah it's (laughs) and he even brags at one point like i don't do a lot of reading or like i'm not a super smart guy but i know this you know and like and he makes fun of people, the intellectuals who don't believe that God made Adam. Or uh, sure. Oh no. And it, it gets um,
2: worse in his later. Yeah. But to uh, your specials.
0: point at this clip, I actually was like, I, I agree with this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a good point and probably something he did have to say. Cause he doesn't look like a Christian preacher. He is this, you know, hippie walrus. And so that was like a good thing for him to both handle the like shock of what he looks like,
1: shock, <laughs> yeah. but
0: also, uh, but I think, a. I think it was a good point. Like I was like, yeah, I agree with this point that like God made us in a certain way, and to cut out parts of ourselves to become a Christian is not good.
4: It kind of ignores some of the basics of baking, where you once you cut out the cookies, then you roll, you
1: roll, and you
0: reuse
4: it. Yeah, I mean the metaphor breaks. And then what's the icing? Is the icing. When do the chocolate chips coming into
0: play? Are these sugar cookies? What if you're
2: underbaked and then your (laughs) dough falls apart? Uh huh. (laughs) But so much of the basic, as flawed as the metaphor is. Uh, the framework of it is how a lot of people talk about sexual orientation too. Oh. Mm, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I mean that in the progressive. And obviously, he's not a progressive, but mm-hmm. but his argument is like, yeah, like. If the if we believe God creates personalities and forms people in the womb and
4: all this stuff, who are we to say blah blah like go to conversion therapy blah blah yeah, blah? Yeah, like, like cut these parts stuff. of
0: yourself out.
4: Yeah, and I was struck by this is skipping to the end, but I was mm-hmm. struck by his big message. The thing he builds up to is anticlimax. Is so like all I'm saying is to give Jesus a fair chance, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's like yeah. the big applause line. That's like I'm up. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, okay, that's that's a pretty good
2: message right
0: that's yeah, a that's pretty a great starting point you know and, yeah and
2: maybe he gets more aggressive in other albums but there wasn't like all right who's gonna make a decision tonight it was very even in that clip you could tell like how it was sprinkled with jokes and and different bits of silence is Mike Warnke the Hannah Gadsby of his generation. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs>
1: Let's
3: take a sip of water here.
1: Yikes. I'm gonna let you guys
2: go.
0: Wait, what? What did I say? Uh, no, I don't think. I don't think he is. Is I he the Mike
3: Burbiglia? No,
0: no, of course I, think I don't he, think he is. Well, I know, I know, but I think as far like as far as the intonation to me, I was just like, this is so Jeff Foxworthy yeah, all absolutely. the time of just like making like. Well, I don't know about that, but she might be a little bit of this, like a lot of that. Kind
2: sure, of that. but I'm just saying, like, the spaces in between and the long, like, sometimes two or three minute stretches where there's no jokes and no laugh breaks or mm-hmm. punchlines. Yeah, I guess so. Is that like... Uh, yeah, like a
0: Burbiglia, like, storytelling kind of style.
2: But then it just made me think, oh, Hannah Gadsby was just like... She did a. People say TED Talk. Yeah. People say TED Talk about Nanette. But in retrospect, weirdly, after listening to this, I was like, "No, it was a sermon." Yeah, yeah it was exactly. a, It was a brilliantly executed
4: sermon. Well, you can tell that this audience wasn't prepared for like a comedy show because there are some solid jokes that just get nothing because yeah. they're not. They're not prepped for it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, um,
1: they're like <laughs>
4: when when he's talking about the hippies outside and they're like they're shining their boots. Yeah, and then he stops and and he goes. Does the Michael Winslow thing, and he says, "Silence. It's loud, and that's solid work. That's a good piece <laughs> yeah. of business. That's a really smart were like, piece of business. Uh, Silence is, loud. Yeah, it's like Ray, no, no, no. Like, yeah, I guess like God is like that.
2: <laughs> I, w- I will say, yeah. Christian audiences, congregations are primed for like." Floating opposites and wordplay like that, being like, mmm, breaks more than like,
0: ah, yeah. you know? right, right, that's yeah. so funny. If, yes. si-
2: if loudness is silence, then our silence must be loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like guess. it would invoke more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they probably were not <laughs> ready for that kind of. Uh... Oh, also one thing, pretty pro Catholic in a Protestant world. That's. Often hostile, Mm -hmm. yeah. He was
0: talking. He was talking about people that think Catholics aren't saved and how they're just like out of it, you know. Yeah, can I play that clip? Yeah, do it.
5: Only other thing I ever learned from my little aunts was how all the Catholics on the face of the earth were supposed to go to hell. That's a doctrine. Some places. That's when they listen more to other people, run other people down, than they listen to their own hearts and let God instruct them about what a Christian really is. I'm just kidding. (laughs) And. So they told me all this about how all the Catholics are going to go to hell, and boy, they put it down in flat terms. I mean, the way I learned it, I thought when a Catholic died, they took him downstairs and put him in a chute in the basement, you know, and just shot him off to hell. And I mean, <laughs> it was it was go straight to hell, do not pass, go, do not collect two hundred dollars. I got a big laugh. And I laughed. Yeah, uh, solid, solid it's piece good. of business. Then took me out of that home, sent me to California, and I got my new foster family. And guess what religion they were? They Catholic. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you Catholic?
5: <laughs> I wound up in parochial school, and I got to tell you, if you ever get a chance to tell a nun that she's going to go to hell because she's a Catholic, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really. I tried it, and you won't dig it. (laughs) Yeah,
4: I mean it's it's clearly a time capsule. Lots of digging. Lots of dig. You dig this? Do you dig this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna rap at you like I can stuff. Far out, man. Far out, man. (laughs) But
2: Uh, I mean that's a that's an interesting kind of weirdly. I think he's being accidentally in our. Perspective is so skewed on it, but it feels like accidentally progressive in yeah, parts. Yeah, because you
0: can hear the discomfort in the audience. they yes, like you they're can. kind Of, of like <laughs> the level of coughing on this uh, background yeah. album is so funny, but but you can hear them kind of like. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> I was taught that all Catholics are going to hell, and you're waiting for the ha ha ha, and you're getting like a go on <laughs> r- r- right, <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Glenn, yeah,
1: exactly. they
2: did the thing that you were talking about on Twitter maybe a week or two ago about repeating the punchline that you hear. Did you notice that part listening to it? Here it is.
5: And we had picked behind the bush to do the transaction because it was safe. I mean, you know, when you get ready to sell reds, you just don't get a sign and walk out in the middle of the college campus that says reds for sale, you know. (laughs) Because policemen take a very dim view of that. You get real (laughs) chafed wrists, you know, from being... Chafe roof. So.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it was you that pointed this out, right? Yeah, it's terrible. Che- it's it's the comedy equivalent of chewing cud, and you, it's terrible. It should be it should be people should be escorted from the theater. When people, people
0: shouting back your uh, your punchline.
4: Yeah, or
2: yeah. not even shouting it out, but just like saying it to themselves in a very satisfied sort of way. Uh. Turning to their
4: friend, chafed <laughs> <yeah. laughs> <laughs> wrist. Although to oh, be I'm
0: fair, so
2: guilty of that. well I do that in conversation, but I would hope that that's more a reflection of like I'm listening to you. Yeah, yeah. like I'm
0: enjoying that. Yeah,
2: rather than like we're in a 150 seat, whatever, or 300 seat, <laughs> and I need all these people to know.
0: I'm I, it's
2: Red. you know what I call that. I call that the uh, oh, we should codify this somehow, but like the Wes Anderson the effect, art house laugh. Mm. the art, the arc light laughter. effect yeah, oh yeah. And Caroline and I saw <laughs> Bu- Grand Budapest Hotel, Hollywood Arc Light, the weekend it comes out, and people are losing their shit like it was friggin' airplane <laughs> or young Frankenstein or something. Like. I
0: think actually a better example of that was when we saw There Will Be Blood. Which is kind of a like there's dark comedic moments, but yep. people were laughing at things that like probably weren't supposed to be comedy. Just anticipating because they were excited for the moment when he just like beats the shit out He's of a guy. Get or that so, out, you know, shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like this memorable line. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> this is not the heat. That Come was on, guys. <laughs> the heat. The
2: greatest comedy. I of laughed
0: very the... hard at the heat. You can know you,
1: you can judge me.
2: Going to that movie is when I learned to not ask Caroline what she thought of the movie right after.
1: <laughs> Give it some space. I got Give
2: it a little buffer time because it was because she had never seen it. So I
0: said, "Oh, what would you think?" Wait, there will be blood. Yeah, no, I had I'd seen it before. Oh, I'd seen it a few times. Yeah, but
2: I think it increased because she, <laughs> I would say, screamed out, oh, "I hated that!
0: I hated!" that. Yeah, I think I was also like, I had this. Per- well, we don't have to get into it. <clears throat> anyway,
2: no, uh, anyway, yeah,
0: something with the audience. I no, I just think I had this perspective of like, I'm I'm so tired of like these male heroes in these movies who were like enjoying them because they're so awful and like abusive to people Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of a funny thing like how abusive they are and I feel like it's cathartic for people in a way that I don't find comforting or Mm -hmm. like safe in any way you know what I mean
2: I get that. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. If people are cheering for Heisenberg. Yeah. And especially or because Skyler. they were all like
0: chuckling about it, that I was just like, you yeah. guys are fucked up. Like, right. get out of here, you know?
2: Right. Well, uh, oh, DDL's kind of funny in that movie. Like, in parts, <laughs> right? Like, it no, yeah. kind of Chaplin
0: esque. Yeah. Yeah. In
2: some ways. Anyway. So. anyway. Isn't that cool? Isn't
0: <laughs> 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 that cool? Should
2: I go on the theme song? Isn't that cool? <laughs> Money Cars,
0: Chicks, and Dope. That was another, like, period of the time. Well, Ooh. and again,
2: this is all. Fabricated, like,
0: yeah. Do you want to play some of his like Satanism stories? Sure, do you have well,
2: that? well, I want to, yeah. Uh, and I guess a trigger content war- warning. He does talk about like a suicide attempt, uh, at one point in this special, which again, now it's like, well, did you have a thought like that? Who knows now? Mm-hmm. But, but this is the way he described it, and at first, it's like. Uh, you, you accept the kind of half-truth of the premise because it seems like the setup for a good punchline. But then it keeps going. I'm like, I think you're just writing, like, your own fanfic of your life. Because yeah. there's no jokes. In it. Here, I'll play it.
5: Well, I didn't know that. You know, when I got out of the hospital after my overdose, I tried to kill myself. I did all this stuff. You know, oh, poor pity for Mike. Nothing worked. I tried to kill myself. I was sitting in a student union building writing a suicide note, had a gun in my waistband, getting ready to blow my brains out. And Where'd you get the there, gun? And all of a sudden, the doors to the room that I was in opened up, and three campus crusaders walked in.
0: Oh, this part.
5: They didn't know I was in there. They were taking a shortcut, and they were walking through the room going, What a friend we have in Jesus! All our sins and griefs to bear. We did do that a
0: lot. You know, I've to blow it. your
5: brains out. You don't need backed up by a gospel trio. It's <laughs> funny. I like that, solid. I jumped up and pulled out my gun, ran over there and stuck that gun in this old boy's belly. I said, sing, sucker. And he looked down at that gun and he went, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> he just stood there and waited for me to pull the trigger. I mean, he didn't care whether I killed him or not. You know how come? Because he had his insurance paid up, man. He was with Jesus Christ, mutual life. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's...
2: Clapsure, <laughs> lots of clapsure. A lot of clapsure. Yeah. I'm glad you used that term, too. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it's like,
0: it, I mean, of course, you know, he's exaggerating a little bit, but you're also like, even if a little bit of this is true... It's insane that you pulled a gun on a person. We all exaggerate
2: like, all the time, but I don't say. Yeah, I put a gun to his head and, and said, "No one called Sing, the police, Sing, sucker, yeah, like, yeah. like, yeah, like he's John Wayne and a. It's so strange.
0: And He plays it for a laugh and not like, isn't that insane? How crazy I was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like <Right>.
4: criminal. <laughs> but in a way, he's giving you all the clues. There's a one part where he says, "You know, I, like I was the snowman. I exactly. I. I uh, I, I smoke some reds and it's and yeah. like okay yes. you didn't do that I didn't smoke any reds he, and but, then,
0: he references reds a lot Like I don't wait, know what the hell they are guys I was about to ask
2: what are reds they're okay. not a thing do he none of that us that know red? what no. reds
0: are I don't know or maybe it's like some 70s term for it's, like Advil pills?
4: maybe <laughs> but I thought Quaaludes were blue
0: he also know. says he got hepatitis four times
4: yeah that's <laughs> because the first three didn't take
0: you know hepatitis just kind of comes and goes hepatitis
2: four times cancer twelve times got friggin and uh <laughs> yeah
4: they caught the common hepatitis
2: <laughs> so yeah so strange so yeah it's side a and this is kind of uh just in cursory research of the other albums a lot of the albums kind of function this was kind of an accidental album but the the further albums side a is like joke heavy and a lot of blah 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 and parables and kind of retelling and like him doing his translation of bible stories and like making it real funny <laughs> and then side B is like but you know what guys there's a lot of you know, and and it becomes the kind of mm-hmm. uh, come to Jesus. You know, when when Miss Gatsby says, "You know what? The story doesn't end there." That's what he does. Mm-hmm. The Hannah Gatsby of the <laughs> 1970s Christian comedies. <laughs> All right, <You're> right. <laughs> I could say that about anybody because is basically just him. <laughs> uh, he was the Chris Rock. <laughs> Glenn,
0: for you listening to this as a you know. um, what did you call yourself? Comedy sodomite? nerd. Uh, sodomite. Oh, yeah. Sodomite. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, did you feel like any of this would have been convincing? Like, oh, maybe I should give Jesus a chance. Because to me, it sounds so corny though. it would be like, no way in hell. You uh, know, but no
4: way in hell. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, we got the album not only because it was funny, but because like it, it was a kind. It, it, Reminded me. It didn't sound evangelical. There's nothing fire and brimstone about this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this felt more mainstream, uh, or straight down the middle Methodist, United Methodist kind of like you, you know. Let maybe maybe give him a chance. Is like without, yeah, yeah, yeah. about as about pretty fire and brimstone. meek. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, it's personal. It's about the personal Jesus. It's like your own personal Jesus. It's very. It's not. It, it seems to exist outside of what I would consider congregational. You know, Christianity. Like. It's such about accepting it into your heart, you know, yeah. and and that was that was not something I was getting really at because uh, cause at Sunday school it was about you know you you have the felt board with the little Jesus on it and the Saul mm-hmm. and like the, that's kind of straight down the middle. It wasn't about a personal connection, mm. which bums me out. Like
2: hearing that that it did function like that, and it probably did. Again, think about just how much less content and stuff and voices there were the further and further we get back in just recorded history, it's like whether well, you either read that book or you didn't or like it was on one of the four channels or it wasn't. Yeah. You either got that album by chance and happenstance by this family or you didn't. You can just be like, I'll just Google if someone kind of aligns with my <laughs> sensibilities about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, stuff kind of finds you in a way that's out of your control. Well, not, well, now you have all of the control and it bumps me out because it's like, all that being said, you don't need all the satanic occult stuff. I know, right? Just do the jokes and do the, like, personal <laughs> stories. Don't make it like, and then I was, then friggin' virgins were getting sacrificed and I had a gun on my sex slaves and just tell talk about, like, nah oh, my wife and I kind of fight sometimes, I don't know. Like, just make it very, just bring it into the home. yeah. Yeah, and
0: it's not as if he didn't have a difficult life, too, that he right. could have really pulled from with his story, too. And, like, it's easy for me to pick apart, like, what a comedian should talk about. But it really, like, he didn't need to lie. Like, he was funny enough without it
4: gilding a lily with the blood of innocence
2: (laughs) seriously and that's why it just feels like purely marketing to the point where it's like how much of like any of christianity are you even bought in on yeah because if if you're willing to sell it out that much and create that like to reshape culture for a good amount of years to this like complete bogus story like do you even care is, I know. This, it, I is the he, truth important? I think
0: he does because I feel like he, I don't know. I feel like he probably has, and this is all speculation, of course. Like, I think he has a nut of belief in him that, like, really was <laughs> going to get blown. No, <laughs> Ew, uh, come, on. <laughs> like, come on, you give me that look. But, like, I feel like there was this acorn of belief that was, like, that was planted and that is true. And I think he just found out that like, it was a more convincing speaking thing to do this and Mm -hmm. go into this like very exaggerated direction. And then also comedy and culture or whatever. And then he got too much power and he was corrupted, but he's, still doing you know quote unquote ministry right now and mm-hmm. I think the, a part of him really believes that he is like saving souls and wants to do that.
2: Or does he need to eat? Right. And I think he it could... also
0: needs to eat because they are asking for donations on his yeah. website and there is a blurb in there that's like we don't get a salary we don't get funded by any denomination so we live off of like good people like you. So, wow.
4: so this scandal kind of blew him up right? Uh, ended his yeah. career mm-hmm. his comedy career mm-hmm. or whatever but you were mentioning that, that he was kind of the first of a wave of Christian stand up? Is that a thing was that a thing christian stand-ups yeah
2: it continues to be a thing to this day Uh so So was he the
4: first really no
2: i the first to my memory or mind and i could be very wrong about that but all the christian stand-ups like that there is footage of basically like on youtube or like Uh recordings of it comes like late 70s 80s, 90s Yeah, like I'm sure
0: there were a few contemporaries of his at this time, but Mm -hmm. I just don't... Well, also I think the, like, uh, maybe genre of stand-up was coming into its own at the time too, so...
2: Because maybe, and we wouldn't say it now, but maybe some people for a time would have classified Cosby as a Christian stand-up because, like, he did the Noah and the Ark story and Mm -hmm. he did this and that, you know. So I wonder how much, like... (laughs) And then it just calls into question, like, did you just, like, totally segregate this thing so now people gravitate towards this because there's golden them hills and they can just do like the church yeah. conference circuit and make their bucks. And like, cause he could have, again, if he just wanted to be a standup guy, just do that. Like, don't even put God into, Or, like, you talk about a little bit the way you talk about, like, your family or your job or yeah. your kids. But it's just so.
0: Or maybe he, like, there just wasn't that path already. So he was kind of just flying with it.
2: I do want someone to make a movie about it. But I don't know who I want to direct it. My mm-hmm. first thought is uh, Coen Brothers. Who would, would you guys so elect? It would be so funny. Just, yeah. Because it's, it's a, it is a
4: great story. It is. It's,
0: and I feel like they're drawn to the kind of these, like tragic, egocentric, weird dudes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they'd make Satanism funny, you know? They'd, they'd kinda, <laughs> they, would. They'd, they, would, they would steer into the kind of buffoonery of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. The well, wackiness. He, he's <laughs> straight out
2: of Big Lebowski. A <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, that'd be funny. See,
2: <laughs> see some of this stuff, <laughs> it's, it's good to laugh. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I'll play the little altar call at the end that we were talking about It's before. not important you like
5: Phil. It's not important you like Honey Tree.
2: Those are his openers. It's
5: this? not important you like me. It's important that you like yourself. <laughs> so coffee. It's important that you like yourself enough to want the very best for you.
0: Your best life now. And if
5: you do, kind of, then you need Jesus. Or like I said. He don't want to make you so nobody can recognize who you are.
0: <coughs>
5: that was real cough. He wants oh to make you and make you the best you you can be. Now that is very
4: 70s. That is very... The best you. Your yeah. Yeah. Zones, your, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I went to a clean comedy show a couple years ago for mm. my brother's birthday that uh, <laughs> my mom arranged.
2: We went to one <laughs> on a cruise ship a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, that's
0: right. <laughs> um, and... Uh, <laughs> as the night went on it became very clear that this was also like Christian comedy basically yep. and one comedian she was she was really funny and uh but then by the end she went into that full rattle talk of like and by the grace of God the Holy Spirit and I know God told me this so the Holy Spirit will come down into here, you 25. and Matthew yeah and Matthew seventeen two said this and, blah, 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 and just like went off and everyone was like screaming for it like loved mm-hmm. it losing rushing their the minds rushing
2: yeah. yeah. the stage moshing throwing their bras I know and I
0: think they were all probably all Christians also we were <laughs> we were kind of one of the few white people in the crowd too and so we're just like in the back eating our fries like
1: yeah, <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but it's still thriving like it's still going on and I think it's just now clean comedy so people that want to oh, see right. like comedians but not be offended can go to this and
2: you can check out Thou Shalt Laugh volumes one and two on DVD starring Patricia Heaton that's for real oh uh, man yeah. uh, some other people I think Mark Lowry's on there maybe yeah, Shonda's on there yeah 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 I don't know but I mean, technically, Sherry Shepard, Christian uh-huh. comedian.
4: There's this woman, uh, Guy Branum, comedian Guy Branum sent me. A oh, clip. of course. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, I know. Who is this person?
2: Oh, she's awesome. Spiked hair, lady.
4: Yeah. Oh gosh, I know. In a pantsuit, in a killer pantsuit. Yeah. Talking about her husband.
0: It sounds like a John stand up. <laughs> That's true. It's oh no, it totally <laughs> that looks without like her. <laughs> not without my denim.
4: Not without my denim. It's it's of of a piece with that. Yeah.
2: Christian. Comedian woman. (laughs) Spiked
4: hair.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Pantsuit. Oh, here she is. Jean Robertson. This is it, right? That's her.
4: Well, in our area of the country, when somebody gets sick that we know or has passed, (laughs) we take over food. Have you noticed it? We take over food. You can buy that food. You can go to the deli in the grocery store, get something great. Hire somebody to bake it, but Put it down in the big list of important things for life. You get a lot more credit if you make it yourself. (laughs) You can put it on your grandmother's platter, but the women in the kitchen will say, I know where she got that chicken. I'm telling you, it works out that way. Solid piece of
2: business. Yay! This rocks. Yeah, no, I wanted to. Yeah.
0: And she does not look like a, you know, lady stand up. No, She's in no. a skirt suit and like nice jewelry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I was turned on to it too because he was tweeting about it. That's yeah, yeah. Have him on for so them. I
4: don't, don't, uh, like, you should have him on for her because. Yeah, I like, think so. Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: okay, yeah. Because there
2: is. And we talked about Shonda. I know there was blowback, but there's still craft. You still have to, like, have craft to do. This stuff, mm-hmm. and some of that craft is undeniable. That being said, in other specials I watched, he did lift jokes. I think there was some oh, Stephen see. Wright he plagiarized. Oh, I bet, yeah. yeah, where he's like, "You drive on a parkway, but you park on a driveway,"
4: like that stuff, mm. which I
2: think is a Stephen Wright. No, joke. yeah.
4: Kill Wait me. a minute. So, I mean, yes, you still have to have craft, but you are playing for a. Very friendly audience. Like, they are on your side, yeah.
1: right?
0: Right. Because yeah. they came there to potentially hear a sermon and, like, right. getting a joke is a bonus, I think.
4: so. And there so, are and also probably no drunks in the audience. Probably no... Very little heckling, I would guess. A lot a, of people home.
0: with uh, throat problems, though. Uh, <laughs> sure.
4: <laughs>
0: well, I would
2: say... I think I would compare it to bowling with bumpers. It's like you still like, you're still throwing the ball down but there's just so much less of it yeah. it's not going up at the comedy store after yeah. you know Dane Cook drops in. <laughs> <laughs> was, why was that the first comedian? <laughs> He's acting oh, yeah. like a 19-year-old right now. But yeah, no, you're right. It's almost like, uh, and I've actually felt that way about podcast live shows because no one's there by accident. Right? Because <laughs> it's not like, all right, up next, we got this new podcast. So you're never winning anyone <laughs> can
4: over. Can you
0: imagine <laughs> <laughs> trying to win? Someone and then it's over like an hour, hour and a half. It's like, oh, <laughs>
4: yeah. except if you're at a festival. If you're at a podcast festival, people sure can scram. Like, oh, like this yeah. sucks and. Bolt. Oh no! Totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and up. they have. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I think this
0: is the issue with like all of Christian media too. It is a <laughs> yep. very friendly. The audience. bat is
2: corked and the bumpers are on the lane. That's right. <laughs> We're all rooting for you. <laughs> it, it always happens that way. Well, let's get to our kind of final judgments on, I guess, this album alive. Let's I, yeah. just let's stick limit, to the album. Yeah. Let's yeah. limit it to the album yep. as a piece of work. Uh the way this works, we'll give it a holy toast or a holy roast. Holy toast. Thumbs up. We send Mike Warnke to heaven. heaven or a holy roast. We send him where he might be more comfortable <laughs> with his uh,
1: <laughs> former brethren.
2: <laughs> he goes to hell. Uh-huh. Or the space, space between Because he believes, you know, Catholics or Christians do. All right, we'll start with you, Caroline. Um,
0: I'm going to have to give it a holy toast. I, I <laughs> even just, well, I think he's a little bit despicable as a person, but uh, the album itself is, it's, I, sorry guys, I didn't think it was very funny. Aww. It's that very like... Wait, uh, did you say
2: Toast or Roast?
0: Wait, roast.
2: Oh, yeah. You did I said say toast? toast. Oh, okay. Did. That
0: was probably a real confusing moment for everybody. No, <laughs> roast. Satan. Roast. Send him to Satan. Because I, I don't know. I just don't really like that. Like, oh, shucks me kind of like <laughs> like You don't? Humor. <laughs> um oh, so sure. i would i would give it a roast and i i just also can't stand when people like bury these very important things and like are surprised you ask about it or something you know, so you say? hate
2: nanette is what you're saying oh. you hated nanette because she year. buried a very important thing one for special. one yeah
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so uh holy roast for me I'm
4: holy roast from caroline we turn to glenn uh mike wonky the man holy roast <laughs> mike wonky alive holy the Toast. Wow. The only Toast! Yeah. Yeah. Salad piece of business. From Remarkably uh, not uh, in your face, uh, out of your face, far, far away from your face. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, palatable in a way that the dude himself probably is not. Sure. No, <laughs> I agree. And listening
2: to this album, did I LOL by myself? You bet I did. <laughs> listening to it and making clips for this stuff, which is hard to do, especially by yourself. Uh, so I'll put it, I think, for all the considerations we've listed, in the space between, because it's not without merit. There's skill here. There's weirdly accidentally good messaging in it, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But taken in context, uh-oh. Uh, so <laughs> we'll put in the space between. You can vote. Put in the Holy Roast, Holy Toast of the space between at Christian Fun Pod. Get out there. And, of course...
5: Pokemon, go to the polls. Just
2: chilling.
0: <laughs> Just chillin'. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That'd be cool if she started doing stand-up. She's got the suit for it. <laughs> and she's yeah. and everything about her life is very relatable. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if she like, dropped in at UCB in Hell's it Kitchen in New York? <laughs> or it was just like, <laughs> she's like y'all know what it's like to have men, you know, devalue the work you do. Like it would be hard for every line not to be clapped or like yep. the the laugh applause that we were talking about. Everyone just like
4: yeah. But just based on her delivery of Pokemon, go to the polls. <laughs> She don't got the she's don't got the skill set. It's not. Pokemon go to a, the pole. Yeah. <laughs> so not. she just bombs and she just
0: keeps trying
4: to do it.
2: She can't book a slot on like put, clap your hands or what is it? Put your hands together. Good put your hands great. together. All right, let's uh, let's bring it down now for the last final segment. The synth pads. You may not find them in a United Methodist church, but you'll find them on the Good Christian Fun church podcast. Glenn will go around the circle and just. Uh, you know kind of give our prayer requests of where people can lift us up on social media our books that we've put out um and where people can listen to us and yeah do that and we're not plugging we're lifting it up no, there's a loving not, no. humble no, of course not you know this works. a loving humble sacrifice to the lord mm-hmm. and so we'll start with caroline
0: Um, You can lift me up at Caroline Sparts on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I... I want you
2: to have to make eye contact with a guest when you...
0: (laughs) You can lift me up at Caroline Sparts. (laughs) Sure. It was worth it. Thank you. (laughs) You should do that every time. (laughs) (laughs) An ashen Um, face falls. I... (laughs) I don't have a great thing to lift up. I've been watching a lot of Kardashians lately. Um, It's just a good show. And I like saying that because I like thinking that Kevin will just build that into his persona of me.
2: (laughs) My persona? Uh, Yeah,
0: like what you think I like. I I
2: feel like after five years of friendship and Uh, one year of working with you, I feel like I have a pretty good hand on your taste overall.
0: Yeah. Marvel Dashian <laughs> like Marvel
2: Dashian That's it for me It's true that You were gonna watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel But then when there was No superheroes in it There you go. <laughs> yeah, You was got like, confused what the <laughs> hell Was she getting fly
4: <laughs> <laughs> But her punchline Sure do Ah uh, nice, Nicely done We turn it to you Uh, Folks can lift me up at uh, G.H. Weldon on Twitter. Uh, It's uh, for a stream of uh, dad jokes.
2: Uh, I highly recommend it. I um, like your takes.
4: You have a a Uh, nicely curated feed. Thanks, man. Uh, Instagram, I think, is also G.H. Weldon. That's just shots of my dog uh, at our cabin. Uh, And uh, the book, uh, The Cape Crusade, Batman and the Rise of Nerd Culture, is a book that is about the rise of toxic uh, nerddom. And it feels... uh, it gets more relevant every damn day yeah. uh, it's also a lot about Batman and of course pop culture happy hour uh, twice a week uh, available on all places you get podcasts hell
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, a weekly must listen for me no thanks man. a twice weekly must listen uh, you can lift me up at Kevin Teaport everywhere I'll lift up <laughs> cheers I oh, love hey. that show uh, been re-watching it for the first time Ted Danson Super hot. But also, he looks like what he's wearing in the first three or four seasons looks good now. Really? Like weirdly, the because fa- it's like tucked in plaid shirts and his his pants fit well. Like mm. his fashion's good now again for some mm. reason. Anyway. He's the best. Diane's the best. Cheers forever. Yeah. Uh you hot can take <laughs> Yeah, it's a real hot take. I think I think greatest sitcom of all time. I think better than Seinfeld, better than Simpsons, better than uh Big Bang Theory.
0: You mm. uh, <laughs> a gesture of me? I've never seen an episode. <laughs> yeah.
2: Justice for News Radio, though. News Radio, solid piece. Of Justice uh, for News yeah. Radio. Justice for News Radio, for sure. And you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, and every review you leave will donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity.
0: We're going to be donating to the. Uh, uh, disaster relief for the fires going on in Malibu and here in California
2: hell yeah you can check out our Good Christian Fund Spotify playlist on Spotify where else and then you can always get a second weekly helping of Good Christian Fund GCF second service go to patreon.com slash good Christian Fun. Glenn thank you so much thank you Glenn my for pleasure. Thanks joining us so on the show delight. and there's nothing left to say except for an all pots people said, amen amen Wait, what? We should go out with, like, a Christmas song or something. What should we go out with?
0: Christmas. Oh, wait, no. uh, No. I want to play Ray Charles' song with uh, (laughs) the turtlenecks in the background. Oh, yeah. No,
2: no, no. That's good. Which one? Georgia? Georgia on my mind. Okay, great. We're going out with the ultimate contrast of... (laughs) Cool. Of cool.
5: Just an old sweet song.
2: Keeps Georgia on my mind. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, feels good. Bye, y'all. Bye. We'll see you see next you week. Choir
0: practice.
2: <laughs> I wish. I'd skip choir to be here today. <laughs> I'm Amy Gray. I'm Amy Gray. I'm Amy Gray. I'm Amy Gray. I'm Amy Grant. No, I'm just kidding y'all. Hey, you me and Grant. All right, we're in the middle of it. We're in the middle of Good Christmas Fun. And Kevin and Caroline want me to tell y'all that next week for Good Christmas Fun, they're listening to, wait a minute, they're listening to me. My second Christmas album. I got four. So I got to be specific about which one it is. It's the second one. Home for Christmas. This is one where I'm like hugging a tree and I'm in all red. It's great. Oh, that was a fun shoot. I remember that day like it was yesterday. Anyway, they're doing that next week. So you can listen to Home for Christmas on Springwind and uh, Pandorstify and uh, Spot a Stream and U Face and Apple Bluesic and all the bee boops on the internet. Amy Grant, Home for Christmas. Oh, this episode's going to be the shit. Oh, I cannot fucking wait to see what Kevin and Caroline say about my album. I bet it's all positive. I bet neither of them say anything negative. Can't wait to hear it. Okay, a very expectant and hopeful Amy Mullen Grant. Over now.
0: That was a HeadGum Podcast.